And now Willem Odelbacher from Nitrogen Fund Managers joins us now with a wrap of your market news. All right, good afternoon, Willem. Thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon. Yeah, thank you too. All right, William, so let's just talk about the resources um, composite. Yesterday, it was quite a tough day. We saw all our miners basically in the sell-off. But it looks like we've clawed back um, all of that today, even in the green, by a tangible, um, just over 3%, I think. Let's talk about what happened yesterday um, and how this has flipped today. Yeah, so I think yesterday we got uh, Sabanya's results. And luckily for South Africa, we've got a whole lot of mines. So we go from platinum, the whole PGM boss, because we get gold. And then obviously we have the dual listed diversified miners. So I think that's where where the, the sort of distinction lies. I think yesterday, most of it came from a um, combination of sort of weaker PGM prices. And then of course, Sabanya's relatively negative update um, that would flow through to all platinum miners. Today, however, this morning, um, this, this has been a rumor floating around, I think, most of the week that, co that China's considering reducing its COVID zero policy. So the, the, the headline today had to do with flights to the US. The US wanted to um, have penalties for flights bringing in um, COVID and there's sort of room to speak about that. And all of this means um, China might be slowly but surely, uh, maybe a year and a year and a half uh, after the rest of the world opening up um, after COVID. And that's very positive for industrial metals. Mm -hmm. So iron ore in, in Singapore has been up four days in a, in a row. I think today is the biggest day so far at 5%. So, so the big stocks that are listed here that, that produce that, so something like a BHP Billiton or an Anglo-American, even Kumba, are having a great day and are really pulling up. Um, they, they have big weights in the index and they're pulling up sort of, you know, 6 7 8% moves. So I think that, uh, that explains the, the up and down over the last two days. Yeah, I think very comforting to see um, that, 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 that those gains again. But I think we do have um, a rough quarter ahead of us in terms of mining. And so we'll definitely be watching um, those numbers quite carefully. And I think it's just the overall markets, right? EU markets are quite upbeat. The JSC quite upbeat. So I take it we've digested all interest rate decisions for the week. And now we're looking um, ahead. So let's just talk about how we've moved um, into the green and how investors are feeling um, so upbeat about markets. Yeah, so I think you hit the nail on the head. I think this Fed meeting was the, the most important one in maybe two or three because there was always the expectations that the, that the Fed would start slowing their rate hikes in December to maybe 50 basis points instead of 75. And I think they have confirmed that now. Even though they said um, their the new peak interest rate target is higher, at least the sort of incoming shocks fiscally, the bearish shocks, um, bearish shocks would be a little bit smaller than we used to. I mean, 75 bips, if you remember, US interest rates were zero in February, we're at sort of 4% now. So it's been an incredibly aggressive, aggressive path up until now. And even though I don't think it, it necessarily means that you should be sort of bullish on equities, I think the certainty and the um, fact that the, the hawkishness of the Fed is slowly tapering out is definitely sort of being digested. And like you say, um, the, the initial shock on the, the news was the market went up a lot, then down a lot. And I think now there's sort of like everybody's digesting it, adjusting models, adjusting discount rates and getting to sort of present values where they believe there might be some entry points into uh, equity markets. Yeah, lots of volatility on those markets. But another place where I'm certain there's volatility is amongst Twitter employees. So today we do know that, um, uh, you know, Elon Musk will lay off 3,000 workers. But let's just talk about the business. And, um, you know, eventually it will be delisted and we'll probably speak about it less. We'll hear about it less. But um, for now, while we still have full view of this business, Amvillam, do you think that um, good things are coming at Twitter? Or do you think the storm is just starting? 
Yeah, I think that's a that's a very it's been a very interesting purchase. Mm. The the problem, I guess, for Elon has been since the time he announced his acquisition price, most tech stocks have had terrible results. If you look at something like Meta or Google, even Apple, which is like a good one, it, it hasn't been an easy time. Uh, Peloton yesterday was also down, I think, 10, 15 percent. Um, so I think Elon needs to cut the costs in that business to make it worth the price he paid. And um, a tech company doesn't have lots of costs to cut. I mean, it's all sort of, um, uh, what would you call it, capitalized research, exp- mm-hmm. like expense would be their, their assets. So, so the only place you can really look, I don't think there's too much debt on the balance sheet, to sort of cut costs would be employees. And um, I think in the U.S., luckily for him, the rules are fairly less strict, uh, fairly more capitalist than they are sort of in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so he should be able to, to, to do what he needs to do. Unfortunately, he did sort of misstep by, by saying he's going to start on Friday, mm-hmm. which contravenes some of the, the legislation there. So there is going to be a class action lawsuit. I think eventually... They just will, will, will sort of capitulate by saying, okay, they won't fire by Friday. The warning's now for two weeks or four weeks or whatever the rule is, mm-hmm. and then continue sort of down the path. I think a company like Twitter might be overstaffed. I do agree with this sort of fundamental principle. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if he plans on sort of reducing monitoring sort of tweets and sort of policing sort of output, I think a lot of the employees in Twitter were sort of based in those roles, which means they would be unnecessary in his sort of version of what he wants to see from Twitter as a, a social media platform. Mm-hmm. So working there, I agree, a bit uh, volatile, but mm-hmm. um, uh, probably necessary for him to justify the investment he made. Yeah, I think we'll def- also another one that we'll be watching very carefully. Now, bring it home to MTN. Um, I quickly just want to speak about, I mean, the CEO will be on the channel later, so they'll be able to really unpack these numbers. But their fintech business, um, they've spoken in the past about listing it separately. And it looks like it's really performing well, Willem. Do you think that at some point um, this, this business case to list MTN's fintech business separately will really come to fruition, that it will be something that people like you and I will want to put our money into? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a great business. I'd I'd almost caution if I was a current investor sort of against it because it's a very large part of the sort of potential growth in MTN. Mm-hmm. I think does come from the fintech business. It's a great performer. It's a great business in Africa. I think they they are very close to the leader, if not the leader. I'm just thinking something like Vodacom, Safaricom, and Pesta mm-hmm. is also pretty good. Not necessarily fintech, but you know also like an app store in Kenya, but Nigeria, Ghana, Western Africa. I think it's a great business and it's doing really well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, I will, if, if it spun out, I would rather invest in the fintech business than in the whole business as it is now. So definitely a, a great All right, very option. interesting. Willem, we have like 15 seconds left. Your stock pick for the day and why like 15, 15 seconds? Perfect. Yeah. So it's uh, ACI, the chemicals company. Yeah. Right now we're in a sort of uh, downward sloping economic environment. So high dividend yield, strong balance sheets. Any company that ticks those two boxes is where you want to be. Thank you so much. All right. I definitely could have woken you up at two in the morning and you would have been able to articulate that. Thank you so much, Willem. Always a pleasure speaking to you. That was Willem Aldervacher from Nitrogen Fund Managers.